before. I'd like to start with something funny um, here. And um, I saw about this. Uh, these, are, these are funny notices in church newsletters or programs or online things, right? Here's the first one. The sermon this morning. Jesus walks on water. The sermon tonight. Searching for Jesus. <laughs> Number two. Fasting and prayer conference includes meals. <laughs> oh, third one. Don't let worry kill you off. Let the church help. <laughs> oh, I love this final one. At the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be, what is hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marlon's got an amazing choir. The choir's going to be amazing. And, and when we have our conferences this year or special times, we'll have a choir. So if you can sing, you think you can sing, we'll probably audition, then go see Marlon here or Sam. It's going to be uh, amazing in this way. Wow. Well, welcome to our first ever 11 a.m. service. We've never had one. Three years ago, we had an 11.15, but never 11. So you are making history here today. Such a joy to have you all here in the house. And we've been rocking. We've been doing this now for eight days in a row. Not just fasting, worship. Some of us have been at the prayer meetings every single week this week, from Sunday to Sunday. That's eight days. Who has been like that? I know, Donna, you have been. These guys, come on, give it up for these guys who really committed themselves to every time. Now, listen, for you guys who, who, who have not leaned in or haven't come even once, guys, it is actually really, really fun. And after, tonight, after this message, you'll say, man, it's not only fun, it's actually very, very important for the church, for your life, for every, everything. So let's lean in. It's so fun to worship together. We're going to do it again, seven days again, uh, in front of our revival conference, which is only four months away at the end of May. So we're going to have another opportunity for seven days or maybe ten days. I don't know how long we're going to go. And we can do this thing, the same thing as this. Only six to seven, and we worship for the first half hour, and there's the presence of God and prophetic words, and then we pray. It's just glorious, just amazing. Okay, do you want me to say something about this? Yeah, we're going into a sequence. So this week is, 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 um, is uh, life group week. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to, uh, to help everybody. And everything is a bit easier to come to meetings and not be meeting out death by meeting, you know. To do that, we're going to have a sequence every month of meetings. So every other week, so every fortnight, is life group week. And you meet in your life group on a Tuesday, Monday, Friday, whenever you meet. But it's life group week. The other ones in between are either a leadership meeting, if you lead a ministry in this church, about 80 people or so involved with that. Or every other month, so the other one, the following month, is then a team night of all the leaders plus all the volunteer teams who are helping. And then the other, the fourth Tuesday of well, it's the third, but it's actually the fourth in the, in the month. I know it's complicated. I, I, wanna, I was going to have something here. Next week we'll have a little thing up there. Uh, it's a prayer and worship night, like we've been doing this week. So we're going to have from seven to nine, uh, kind of like an encounter, worship, prayer, Holy Spirit. Last night we had people on the floor being ministered to, healing, miracles happening. It became a revival meeting. We'll have revival meetings like this, once a month, like this. So yeah, what you basically have is life group, leadership development, life group, Prayer power, revival night. Life group, 
leadership. That's how it goes. Okay, every month. And we would love you to commit to uh, one of those uh, in the sense of every, every month and then, of course, on the Sundays in this way. Now, we've launched the, the, the more. We really felt even last year that God wanted us to, to, um, to really reach out for more. Now, two reasons why. One is that we were running out of space. Well, you can see like this. This morning was also was even fuller than this. And so we were last week standing room only. And, and literally, we have to make room for more. Otherwise, we have to buy another building. Now, if somebody has $10 million, please give me the $10 million. And so we can buy another building. Otherwise, we just have to have more services, which is fine. It's a lot of work for us. That's fine. Uh, but it's just exciting that we can do this. And so that's one of the reasons. The second reason is more prophetically that God wants us to move into a season of more. We're running into a season of more. And particularly more of his presence, more of his power. We want to see more salvations, more healings, more character building, growing as disciples, as sons and daughters of God. We just want more of Jesus. That's why the vision for this year in particular is more is good. The vision is 24 for more. <laughs> more is good. 24 for more. And we want to say it together. Come on, here we go. Online it says 24 for more. Far beyond. <laughs> it's like a James Bond. <laughs> 20, let's say it together. 24 for more. Let's say it again. 24 for more. We want more in every dimension of our lives. Wow, it's so important that we do this. James 4, 8 says, come close to God and he'll come close to you. Another translation says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Now, I get it that some of you will say, hey, but he's one spirit with me. When I'm born again, I am one spirit with Jesus. He lives inside of me by his Holy Spirit. It's absolutely awesome. Yes, but in your mind, in your soul, it does not mean that you know him. He can be there. Hello. But it doesn't mean that you know him. That there's a relationship. And then even that relationship, how deep is your relationship? This deep? This deep? And he wants to go deeper. I love this other one in the Passion. Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. And I love that. In our experience, we get closer, our hearts closer and closer. So there's heart connection. We fall in love with Jesus, and he loves us so much that it's a relationship, like a marriage. It starts somewhere, but then it gets deeper and deeper and more profound in our lives. And so that's where we're going this year. Effie, that's where we're going. See, Jesus responds to our cry, we want more of you. Let's say it together. We want more of you. We are so hungry. I am so hungry for his presence. And I want his presence and my relationship with God to be the priority of my life. And I want him to be the foundation of everything I am and everything I do. And so we're making room for more. Now, one of the scriptures that God gave us for this is Isaiah 54. I'd like you to stand. Sorry. So I'm, say, I'm so sorry, but you can stand if you want to. I'm not going to have you say anything. That's the next scripture. I'll, I'll say it myself. Sorry, I'm, I'm ahead of my time. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it myself. You can stand if you want to, Donna. It's quite. Uh, just honor Donna. She's a wonderful person. 
she's a, uh, she's a, a powerful a lawyer, and she's one of the uh, t- uh, trust board members of this church. So make sure you bow before her when, she, when you go past her. So <laughs> anyway, and last, the start of your tent to make room for more children. Everybody say making room for more children. We're making more room for children, spiritual children of God, stretching out our curtains to you, of your dwelling. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs, your stakes firm into the ground. For you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will take possession of nations and even in cities. Wow, this is such a pregnant verse of how God wants to increase our influence into the city and into the nations of the world. I love this in the Passion Translation. It says, increase is coming. Come on, let's say it together. Increase is coming. So what do we do? So enlarge your church and add extensions to your dwelling. Well, that's what we're doing. We're doing a second service, extending our service options, right? Great. Hold nothing back. I love that. I love this. This is really good. Make the ten ropes longer, peg stronger. You will increase into every direction. See, really, God is a God of more. He is a God of the more. He is always moving forward. He's always moving upwards. He's pulling you up into where he wants you to go. He's got such a vision for your life that he wants you in your purpose to get to that purpose. So he, he'll draw you and he'll help you into the purpose that God has called for you and for my life. God is a God of the increase. He is a God of growth. He is a God of uh, expansion and of fruitfulness. Amen? So it's obvious that God is growing us. In every direction. I'd like you to, us to go to Ephesians 3. In Ephesians 3, uh, I love Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians 3, Paul is actually speaking. It says here that the, the heading says, God's marvelous plans for the Gentiles. And of course, Paul, as an apostle, has been called to teach and to preach and to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. Right? So the Gentiles are non-Jews. If you are not a Jew, there's no Jew, Jewish blood in your blood, then you are a Gentile. Most of us will be in this room, will be Gentiles. So Paul finishes this chapter 3 with a powerful prayer to the Ephesian church. Now, I was reading this the other day, and I was so empowered by it, I thought, man, this is a prayer that we are praying this year. This is our prayer for harmony. So I have taken the liberty to change one thing. Now, don't come to me after the service and get in your own heresy. I just, for our sake, it's not the Bible, our sake, I've changed the I into we. So that we can pray this as a prayer for us. Is that right? Okay, that's good. Let's stand together now, if you mind. Keep standing, Donna. (laughs) Here we go, loud and clear. For this reason, we kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And we pray that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen us with power through your Spirit in our inner being, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And we pray that each one of us, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep 
is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that we may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Oh, stop. Let's say it again. Immeasurably more. By what? Then we all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Jesus throughout all generation forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. May we see them. Man, this, uh, this verse really rocked me this week. As we were praying and worshiping every night and gathering here together um, around worship around the Lord, I was so touched by this because this is such a powerful prayer. Notice this is a powerful prayer. It's such a powerful declaration of intimacy. It's such a powerful declaration of intimacy. Verse 17, to be rooted and to be established in the love of God. And then verse 19, that we would know this love that surpasses our brains and our knowledge. It goes to the heart. It goes to everything of who we are. To know this love so that we may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Who thinks there's more? There's always more. There's always more. I mean, come on. Not just to know about his love. Not just to know of his love. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You can know that. Even, even the other one, even for God to love the world, love me that he gave his only begotten son. Even that one, he loved the world. Thank you, Jesus. That kind of love is, oh, thank you for loving me that way. I'm talking about a deep, profound, intimate relationship with God. The fullness of love both ways, that you are so enamored with his love, that you're so overwhelmed with his love every day you get up, you're like almost crying already. Say, Lord, what a beautiful new day that I can spend time with you and while I'm alive and then in eternity I will spend my whole eternity with you as my bridegroom, my lover, the lover of my soul. But you feel it, you know his love, you feel his love, that kind of stuff. Agape love. love. But it's felt. It's not just agape. Nice word, agape. But you feel the agape. You live in the agape. I so many times get overwhelmed by God almost every day when I worship in my secret place. And when I, oh, I just cry or go on my knees or prostrate before the Father and says, I worship you, Lord. I get so overwhelmed and start crying because he's just so amazing. I mean, if he would even up his love a little bit more, I would already start to... Uh, and if it goes, oh, a bit more, and if it goes, I'll, I'll explode. I'll explode my love. <laughs> the thing is, though, there's so much more, and he says here to know this love. Like a man and a woman married know love in marriage. They know each other. They know that, that no longing. And God is longing for us to know this love and to live in this love. And it says here, the more... More. more we know him and experience him, the more then we are filled with God. A fuller measure. 
There's always more. I know there's more. We're pastors here. I know what's going on in your lives. There's always more. Man, if we were living in the more of God in such a beautiful, powerful way, a lot of problems would be resolved. The problem is we live so selfishly and so much in the carnal, in the flesh, in our own minds, that we just don't go there. Now, my question is, how do you get there? Slowly is the word of wisdom. There's no other way than to go where he is gone, where he is. There's no other way than spending time with him. That's why I'm so patient about the secret place. Because there is no other place. Where, where else are you going to learn it? Now here you will feel the love of God because we've got the, the, the church together. So there's a, there's a sense of the love of God here which is powerful. There's a manifest presence of all the loves that are in our bodies and our souls and our spirit here. With God. There's a sense. But the thing is though, this is not enough for you. There's not enough for a marriage just to be progating. Kathy, you look so good today. Lovely in the church. No, no, we go into intimacy ourselves when you're not looking. I hope you're not looking. That's just between me and my wife. There's this intimacy, this love. And that's what God wants for us. There's intimate love because everything comes out of this place. We're talking about God. We're not talking about just a person's love. God's love. He encompasses everything, the wisdom and the love and the peace, everything that you will ever know in your life. People, there's so much more. Passion Bible here says so beautifully. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil, guys, unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor. Watch this. Until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Pooh! Power! Don't just think like, oh, it's not divine and explosive power. Don't just read this like it is like whatever. This is to be experienced. His explosive power. When you're struggling in life, and you can't see where you're going, the explosive power, when you go to the street, when you go spend time with God, he empowers you, and you so get in touch with him, and his heart becomes your heart, and oh, you're talking together, and this power and this strength will come into your life in this beautiful way. Flooding your soul, flooding your brain. Then... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit enamored sometimes because I want to be an actor, but I never became an actor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be an actor. Although I like, like Tom Cruise. Huh? <laughs> he's my age. He's got black hair. He calls his hair. Looks like he looks 10 years younger than me, man. It's like, this is unfair. He's the same age as me. This is unfair. I want to have black hair. Anyway, don't, okay, don't interrupt me, people. Okay, so here, explosive power. Then it says here, then, then, after this, this, then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released, listen, deep inside of you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Now, that's where we're going. Some of you already live with this and love this, but many of us don't. Or, a certain measure. It's all right, but he wants to bring it up. 
and up and up. And then what we want to do is as a church, as a church together, we lean in together. And man, if, when the water level in our church starts to rise, yeah. it's amazing. And then when people get in touch with you in your workplace or wherever you are, the aura, the, the, the God around you, in you, around you, people start asking questions. What's going on here? Who are you? The world level will start to infiltrate our community. It won't stay here. It's way too big. It overflows out of your life. But also, I would love this to overflow out of our life together as a church. Now, people say, well, Harmony Church. I've heard about Harmony Church. Is that, isn't that the overflowing church? All this love is overflowing and this beauty and more. I would love this to be an overflowing church in this way. Oh, it'll be good. Any of you want this? Yeah. Oh, so glad. It's three of you. So good. We're on our way, guys. Yeah. Come on. So good. His love and presence, the foundation of our life. Verse 18. 18? 18. <laughs> Sorry. That was a bit of a slip of the uh, tongue. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. In Dutch, you say 18. Everybody say 18. It sounds like Achtung, you know, that's the Achtung, not Achtung. 18, 18, 18. Verse 18, then you will be empowered, listen, listen, to discover what every holy one should be experiences, experiencing. Discover the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. Look like how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. Guys, this is the mandate. This is the blueprint for our lives. Deeply intimate in your life with, Lord, with the Lord. How enduring, inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our own understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are, say together, filled to the overflowing with the fullness of God. That's a great vision for our church, right? That's a great vision for my life, your life. To be filled to overflowing with God's love, endless love, extreme love, deeply into it. Get the picture? God wants us. He's wooing us into his presence. He is wooing us because he says, I've got so much more for you. He's very quiet. You know, it's easy, it's easy to talk about love, but not be enamored at all. It doesn't even touch your heart. You know, it's easy to talk about love. It's another thing to really experience and really know this love. And this love is changing my love. More than my wife's. I, mean, I love my wife, you know. But her, lo her love cannot compare to the love of God. And in that sense, it's not fair that I would even expect my wife to even provide that kind of love for me. And you know, there was a time that I did. So you've got to fulfill all my needs. Thank you very much. I married you. You were the lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> bad, bad, bad. You know? And so I think, come on, come up with the goods, you know? I need you to fulfill my life. But then I was a bit disappointed, not, not disappointing, but I was a bit disappointed in the fullness of this love. And I thought, wow. But then the thing is, you know, 
I love my wife. God, God is so much bigger than my wife. He's so much more, so much more powerful, so much more glorious. I'll tell you something else. When, when I start spending time with the Lord, with the lover of my soul, I know how to love her better. When Catherine does the same thing, she knows how to love me better. Because we are both drawing from the love of the universe. And so, and so we need to go there. Because it will enrich everything about your life, about my life. And all the people that are all around us. It's going to be very missional in that sense too. It's just absolutely beautiful. Verse 19, endless love beyond measurement transcends our understanding. Extravagant love overflowing to the fullness. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Can we say this together? We want to know you more. We want to know you more. Lord, we want more of you. Say it together. Lord, we want more of you. You know, today is really an invitation into the more of his presence. Into the more of your relationship with him. Now, some of us right here will feel a little bit miserable or you're struggling right now. You say, Gideon, it's all very nice. You make a nice picture, but I don't feel that way. I'm struggling. I feel away from God or whatever. A good friend of ours wrote a letter, uh, not a letter, a, a, um, a, a um, beautiful song years ago, part of a musical called, um, uh, called the song is called I Want to Know You More, but the musical is called We Are Cold. Everybody ever heard of the song We Are Cold, Steve Fry? Catherine does. It was very big in America, all around the world. Amazing musical about worship and stuff. But he, he wrote, I, I'm not going to sing this song, but I'm going to say the words of this song because this may, may, may connect with you. Just the time I feel that I've been caught in the mire of self. Just the time I feel my mind's been bought by worldly wealth. That's when the breeze begins to blow. I know the Spirit's cold. And all my worldly wanderings just melt into His love. Oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you, Lord. I want to know you. Looking into your eyes stirs with me a cry that says, Lord, I want to know you more. And when my daily deeds ordinarily lose life and song, and my heart begins to bleed, Sensitivity to him is gone. I've run the race but set my own pace and face a shattered soul. But then the gentle arms of Jesus warm my hunger to behold him. Oh, I want to know you more deep within my soul. I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. Looking into your eyes stirs within me a cry that says, I want to know you more. And then he finishes this song by, and I would give my final breath to know you in your death and your resurrection. Lord, I want to know you more. Lord, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. We want to know you more, Lord. Have your way. We cry out to you, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Verse 20. We have a few more marks on 20 and then we're done. So there's a real invitation for the more. But I want to say something else which is really important in this scripture too. 
says, Now him was able to, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. The immeasurably more comes by what? It says here, by? By what? It comes by us asking. What's asking? Prayer. Communion. Time together. Imagination. Even prophetic. Imagination of the heart, mind, soul. Ask more. So who is doing the praying? Who is doing the asking? We are. Who's got the power? Who's got the power to give us more? He does. New King James, to be able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask, pray, think, imagine. The AMP, to do super abundantly more than all we could dare or think, infinitely more beyond our greatest prayers, hope, and dreams according to his power in this way. Here is the point that I saw in the scripture this week. The more is in the prayer. What he wants us to do is to pray and to dream. Yeah, he helps us even in that. To pray and to dream and to seek his face and to be with him. And then he then explodes this, explodes this with the overflow and the more comes out of what you're praying, what I'm praying. So this is a call into intimacy with God, to love on him like we just talked about, to be really intimate. But then things will start to happen because the more will come out of your time of the Holy Spirit, out of your time of worship. That's why this whole week of seven days was so important because those hours make the difference of everything. We just don't believe it. This is a prayer meeting. No, it is not. We're going to be a house of prayer. Jesus says, my church is a house of prayer for all nations. Why? It's because prayer and being a house of prayer will release everything from from his presence into the world. And everything what he's purposed to do comes from this place of intimacy and presence and power and prayer in Jesus' name. So it's all about his presence. I'm going to do a series the next four, four weeks on his presence because presence has to be number one in our personal lives and in our church and we can't put the cart before the horse we can't seek his hand and then believe that we also seek his face it's the wrong way around we first seek his face and then we also get his hand amen so important not by might not by power Zechariah says But by my spirit, says the Lord. It always starts by his spirit, by his power, by his love, by his presence. Everything comes from this. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God or above all else so that everything else will come to you. It's always about him first. Right? Even Jesus says, abide in me. You can't do anything without me. Abide in me. You know, I love this word abiding. Abiding means continue for a long time. I think the times of us having a five-minute prayer before we run out the door in the morning are over. Well, my agenda anyway. We need to spend time, intentional time, whether it's in the morning or at night or whatever, to seek his face. Yes, we practice, practice, 
practice the presence of God during the day always. He's always with us, always talking. Fine. But there is an intentional time like Jesus when you go to the wilderness, when you shut the door, and it's all between you and him for a while. Abiding, which means continue for a long time. Then you will be fruitful. Then all these things will come out of your life. Then you will live in the overflow. I had a picture this week. When we were praying in one of the prayer sessions, I saw Jesus as a lion, which I've seen before in this church. Uh, last year, I saw him lying here. And then as we were worshiping, I saw him turning his face and a smile towards me, which was really wonderful. And now I only saw his face, and his face was looking at me, and he was smiling. He says, I love this fasting prayer worship. I love you being so affectionate with me. and so Because everything comes out of this place. He was so loving this. And then be, beyond that, I saw camels. I saw camels coming. Now, camels are normally a picture of uh, supply and provision, right? And so, and so he was teaching me again. He said, Gideon, he says, when you worship me, when you come into this place of intentional prayer, intercession, worship, what happens is I will pull out the, candle, the candles. I will pull the, the camels. <laughs> Eight days of fasting. Eight days. Uh, pull, pull the camels. The thing is, we've done the wrong way around. And then I felt some of us, and maybe many of us, and I know many churches, and I've done the same. It's just I want to change my life, and I am changing my life in this. But we have put the cart before the horse too long. We have been going after the camels instead of going after the lion of Judah. We've gone after provision, but we've not gone after his presence. We've gone after his hand. What do I need? I need a contract. I need a job. I need a this and a healing and a whatever. But not his face or his heart. And I saw people being changing like a chiropractor, changing their, their lives like a default setting was changed. Like, you were just being cracked like this. And somehow your whole, and I felt this is a word for the church. It's a word for me. I felt for all of us that God wants our default setting Always to be Him. Always to be His presence. Always to be intimacy, love, peace, joy. And what happens then, when you do that, then suddenly you'll turn around and think, that was not there before. And He says, no, good, eh? Because that's how God works. We put the car before the horse. Some of you go on the internet, Dr. Google, to figure this thing out, the friends and family, or whatever you go to, even medication to get, to, to get you to, I can't cope with this, I can't cope with this. How do I solve this? How do I solve this? And we forget that the focus has to change towards Jesus. And I tell you, if we all do this personally in our lives, and for your business, I was talking to several business people this week and said, I need this, I need that. I said, well, where's your secret place? Yes. And one business guy told me, he says, I'm going to getting up earlier every morning for that, just to be with him. Because that will release what you're looking for. We so want to do things in our own strength. It doesn't work this way, people. And so God is changing our desire for him first. And then all the other things will come into being. I'll finish with this and we're done. Actually, why do we stand together? And then we're going to also um, do a song with this. It's really good. This is the, this is the same uh, scripture, uh, verse 20, but then in the Passion Translation. It's actually really, really powerful. Never doubt. 
Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all the things. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Come on, say it together. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all. For this, His miraculous power is constantly energizing you. Come on. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church, including Harmony, in every generation through Christ Jesus, and, that, and all that will yet to be manifest through time and eternity in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I want to know you more. Lord, we want to know more. Come on, let's, re let's start reaching out to God. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know how far away or how close you are feeling to God right now. He is so close to you. He's never left you, never forsaken you. But maybe you've got in your mind somehow you haven't talked to him for a while. In Jesus' name, lean into the Holy Spirit. Let's become hungry for God. Let's become hungry for his presence. Let's become hungry for a relationship. To know him, to know him, to know him deeply. Oh, I want to know you more. I want more of you, Jesus. I want you to put your love, your fire into my life as we lean into the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's even corporately say, Lord, as a church, we want your fire. We want the glory of God. We want the love of God, Lord, to fill our hearts. We want to be a church of overflowing. Let us be an overflowing church. Oh, exceedingly, abundantly more than we can all ask or imagine. Oh, Lord, we ask you for many things, and you will do even more. So we bless your holy name because you are the fire starter you are the lord of glory you are the powerful king of kings you're the source and root of everything that we are and do and we give you all the glory all the place come on let him start a fire in you